called? I'm called the Jesse James. Jesse, aka the Bizzle. Oh, the Bizzle. Thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle. Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. So get two zero 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 on your Amazon Prime file again. Season one, episode two, the big empty. I'm gonna count you down three, two, one. I'm gonna say go. You're gonna hit play. I'm going to do a five count to make sure we are aligned. It uh, won't be a problem. Subtitles sound. I leave that all up to you. And this is going to be a blast. I'm uh, burning the more than the midnight oil uh, in these first few episodes because I'm committed to getting all 48 of these out before the world ends. <laughs> Because it could be any time. Uh, we need the, the dark optimism of the expanse in such times. I certainly do. Therapeutic for me. Hopefully for you as well. Be healthy. Be safe. And can't wait to do this episode with you. And keep moving on this journey as the few remaining members of the Canterbury are forced to come together and form a new crew and eventually a family. And Miller goes <laughs> crazier and crazier. God bless Thomas Jane. So cue it up. And here comes the countdown. Three, two, one, and go. One, two, three, four, five. So part of the reason they stress the relationship, I think... Um, uh, by the way, I'm drinking tons of coffee. I'm pulling a James Holden. It's the only thing Holden needs is coffee, and then he's going to need Naomi, and then he's going to need his friends and and the ship. That's that's it. The fake coffee he hates, but he'll drink it. Um, part of the reason they're stressing the relationship is to show how women can sense that he's not totally present. Look at her, Jim. Oh, is he having a dream? Having a dream. Something you should know. Dead. Um, they stress this relationship way more. Haas. Debris field. Oh, this is straight from the last episode. They're stressing the relationship to throw us off about the Naomi thing, but also to show that he's learning about himself at all the wrong times here. Pretty bad. All right, so here. God, Cass Anvar is just already so edited as the pilot. I buy him immediately. I mean, Wash is hilarious in, in Firefly, and Han Solo's Han Solo, but Cass Anvar is Alex Kamal. Uh, here it is, the juice. So that's the fifth guy. He's going to die, spoiler alert. They needed someone to die. So when I read the books, I'm like, how's it going to happen? The music immediately, Clinton Shorter, they're bouncing around, so they got spin Okay, so they've got multiple directions of spin in addition to multiple G-forces. They're getting hit by debris, and this is totally insane. This is totally fucking insane. Again, in the first season of a brand new sci-fi network show. Looks amazing. Oh, the airlock got fucked up. Naomi's always the one to go because she's brave, but the Belters are also, like I said, the best because they live in the low G. Boom. So he's trying to move the the G-forces in a somewhat helpful direction to move them to where they need to go. There's Naomi trying to be a hero. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but Amos is already referring to Naomi as boss. Uh, 
he's not quite sure about Holden yet. And uh, it, it's, you know, more than implied that he's been with Naomi for a while and treats everything she says as, as religion, as they say. Again, part of the redemption. They closed it. And... Sparks. Joysticks. God, space flight's awesome. Me and Adam Deeds definitely see eye to eye on that. They're breathing heavy. Is this when they murder the guy when you least expect it? So Naomi's hair is important, not only to distinguish her, you know, make her look kind of foreign, developing world, you know, sort of the Afropunk look, but they talk about how when she gets shy and uncomfortable, she pushes her hair over her eyes. That's like her one insecurity. There it goes. We're losing them. Don't do it, Alex. She wants out. Yep, Holden is already Captain America. I believe Alex is more on board with this. And, and you know, Holden is actually supposed to play this more straight. Uh, the, and they're asking... Yes, yeah, Stephen Strait's nailing it already as Holden. I forgot how quickly he got mega intense. She's shutting it down. She's now the XO, who technically can override the captain if the crew backs her. She locks the drive. He's about to lose it. Yep. This is it. This is it. This is the worst it ever gets with the crew. This is it's like this like in the first Avengers movie when they're all fighting in the Hell Carrier and, and Loki's working them. Once they get through this and they're forced to become a team on their way to a family. Yep, there's Amos. Got Naomi's back. So Amos is an Earther. He's from Baltimore. He grew up like a sex slave. He has a horrible background, which informs why he's you know, we'll see he's a pretty nasty murderer. I'm not going to skip the intro, and you shouldn't either. It's gorgeous to watch in the Clinton Porter music. Oh, they did the fast one. Okay, here's Series Station, where uh, built in the asteroid uh, with uh, with uh, the Belters and uh, Mr. Thomas Jane as Miller. In a few episodes, we're going to get to... F- uh, the very important head of the Outer Planet Outer Planet Alliance, which is part government, part terrorist organization, led by Fred Johnson, played by Cuddy from The Wire, who's awesome because it, he totally plays it like the book. Yeah, it's important that they, you know, they have natural light areas. Um, okay, so the reason there's gravity here is they spin what they call the drum around the outside, and they spend most of their time. On the outside. Now, it wouldn't be this much gravity, but it's just too expensive. They need to save the zero G, the float, um, for, you know, the big action scenes. And so, mark my words, is that a threat? Uh, you know, and, you know, so it's like, it's supposed to be 0.3 G, 0.5 G, who fucking cares? But there'll be parts where they go towards the center where you have not only zero G, but centrifugal force, which, you know, gives you headaches and, and worse. So 
So it's important that he gets far enough in the investigation to get fascinated before he realizes this is all just a setup to get rid of him, essentially, and the case. Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank are the two guys who make James Corey, the writer, quote-unquote. Oh, man. French Roast Darkness Cafe. Father, brother, board hot coffee. Is he quote? He's quoting. Oh, oh, that's a password, and he's <laughs> mimicking her voice. Oh, this is so cool. So the actual investigation stuff, you know, is always kind of more fun in shows when it's done well, and you have great actors like Thomas Jane, and it's it's filmed so you know. No, neo-noir there he is jules pierre mao one of the most evil people in the galaxy and his one daughter julie mao is lost and taken over by the uber disgusting mega fungus proto molecule that we saw a bit of and we're gonna see much more of and his other daughter clarissa goes totally psycho when jules gets his goes after holden and she becomes another reclamation project we'll get there Oh my god, that looks like AOC. Julie Mao looks like Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Empress Alex. That's awesome. Sorry, listeners, I know there's a few people who hate AOC that listen to the podcast. Get with the times. He falls in love with her uh, as sort of, I think it's sort of, so they go to Eros, and Eros becomes the big thing, right? And when you think of erotic, you think of, like, porn. But actually, erotic love, philosophically, has to do with idealized love. It doesn't even have to be sexual or even romantic. It can be, you know, a goddess or just sort of the, like, metaphysical notion of love. He's clearly attracted to her at some level. She's beautiful. Um, But it's, you know, it's a self... Uh, proclaimed self um, uh, self-given uh, you know I don't know how to describe it he decides that this is his his one and only major reclamation project he has left is going to be Julian Mao but it's also the fascination of the case one big last case yeah see okay so we don't we don't get Avasarala we don't get Christian this early, and we don't get her torturing belters. Now, this guy turns out to be a big bad guy, and so this is like a mislead. This is one of my problems. I'll just get it out there. It is, even without reading the books, I could tell there was character misleading going on early on, like with Christian there. He's the, the, the horrible, sadistic bad guy, ultimately. She is a, a, a reconciler. She is a di- diplomat, a true diplomat. Well spoken for an OPA, OPA soldier. So, spoiler alert, eventually Fred Johnson and the Outer Planets Alliance, aka OPA, stops being terrorist and starts being a real government. But it's too late, and there's a major terrorist faction led by Marco Naros, who's Naomi's ex lover. Uh, we're a few seasons away from that. 
Right, here's the balance between Earth and Mars, and belters are stuck. The problem is, the belters already have the bad deal, but once the protomolecule opens up stargates to all these plant-habitable planets, they really don't need the belters, because they can just go to planets to get everything they need. Food, water, minerals. She always eats pistachios. That, that's her That's her weakness, just like Holden drinks coffee. It's great. Totally a grandma move. But but this also serves to, to describe the OPA politics, which we do need to know before we meet Fred Johnson, who takes in the crew in an episode or two. Maybe this one. Um, the Holy Grail. But this also shows that she's trying to get to the bottom of things. So that guy she was talking to, who's high, who was higher than her, who was saying, you're too torturing belters, he's really just trying to get her off the trail, just like the security woman who's trying to get um, you know, the Julie Mao case buried. You know, he doesn't really care. That, that senior diplomat she was talking to doesn't give a shit about the OPA. He gives less of a shit. He, he just wants her off the trail. And her journey is realizing that as smart as she thinks she is, she has some I told you so moments from other people. <laughs> Though, she acts like she knows every single move that everyone's going to make. And occasionally she'll be like, okay, if you want to say I told you so, now's the time. Pray someone tripped over us. Space trash. Who's going outside? A bad news bull. Airlock's done. Yeah. Alex starts as the scared skeptic. And he continues to be the one to remind people not to do dumb things. But as it goes along, it has less to do with cowardice and more to do with just him having his head straight. He he's despite his family problems. And his inability to do anything but fly ships. He's ultimately the most grounded, the most human. He's not a killer. Although, he will fire torpedoes and PDCs at anyone who threatens his his family. As this goes on. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this guy loses it in the, in the book. You can see it coming a mile away. That it's gonna, it's gonna lead to bad things. Here's... Oh my god, look at Cassandra... Alex Kamal, they're giving him uh, some meds to calm down, but you could see that Cassandra's and Alex Kamal is, is is nervous, scared, uncertain. You know, he was a pilot in the Martian military, but I don't. I guess he didn't see a lot of action. Holden was not in his military very long, but you know, he was in officer. Uh, he was on track to be an officer, so he must have, if not seen action, at least gotten advanced training. And, you know, he's just a gutsy fucking <laughs> self-righteous, uh, you know, uh, balls-to-the-wall Captain America type. He, he doesn't have Cap's love and and uh, the, the loving, embracing part of charisma with his friends slash future family yet, but... He's he, he's working. Drawing all the hot cases. Okay, the air, water, and power. Right, so that... 
Uh, expected to do an hour ago. The Medina. So Medina Station becomes a thing, but not for a while. Alright, so here's here's the younger rookie version of Havel Havelek or Havelcheck. What's going on here? Mm. Criminals here tend to be so this is Earthers. But you know it, but Havelcheck is 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 very sympathetic to the Belters, but they'll never accept him. Who's this? Who's this guy? Tall drink of water. These sets are excellent. And even though these must be green screens of the wide uh, vistas and the nice areas area areas of series, it's it's seamless. Whoa, that just got loud. Okay, here we go. EVA suits. NBA suits, always scary. The breathing, the claustrophobia—that's the word I've been looking for. Man, when you're doing, uh, lost the wrench already. Extra—I always forget what EVA stands for. Extra ve- vehicular. No vacuum. Uh, yeah. The, so in, in the books, you know, the the friendships, I think <laughs> it's been multiple readings recently. The the suspicions are 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 not quite how they play them up again, you know. But you got to do it in the TV shows because you need them to go on emotional journeys much quicker, you know, 10 45 minute episodes per season. Uh here's is this Alex losing it? Is this Alex losing it? Yep. He's singing. He's singing. You know, old West songs. Send me some juice. Why does she need juice? Yeah. I I like this choice. You know, again, the the old school. You know, Arthur C. Clarke. Everyone's slowly losing their mind, not sure if it's hallucinations, you know, the the existential, but ever-present, you know, omnipresent fear, and see who's afraid and who's not, and, uh, you know, it, it turns out, hold in, oh, here it is, right, an item or something, yeah, he's asking, he's already peeking into Amos's personal life. That's a no-no, and he stops us very quickly. None of my business. He knows how to read his, his crew members as they get closer. He's nowhere near there yet. Ask him to rip your helmet off, kick you off this bucket. Yep. Yep. Holden's still on his potential murder list. Right. He just told him that Naomi likes him. Amos' soft spot. He just threatened to murder Holden, basically. Kind of. And then hinted very strongly that Naomi likes him. At least likes him as as a guy. We'll see about the romance. 
Oh my god, Alex is still losing it and singing. Yeah, Alex, what are you doing? Yeah, Ganymede. That's actually a food source out in the belt. He's, it's an, yeah, hypoxic. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an oxygen thing. Oh, shit, his, yeah. It's not straight. It's not just fear. Oh, he puked in his suit, which is really dangerous. Yep. Shed's the medic, but he's... So, you know, we, we see who's seen action. Amos and Naomi have seen the action. Holden is just irrationally gutsy. But the 20-year the pilot in, from Mars... Uh, Alex is right on the edge in the medic has been panicking the whole time the pilot in the medic the two people you don't want panicking here comes the swelling Clinton Porter music it's all the same just enough variation it, it never gets old breathe breathe just breathe here comes the air Right, and this is one of the humanistic themes of The Expanse, is the way they get over the horrific fear and possibility of terrifying, horrifying, torturous death is forced to help each other. My turn, buddy. Extra, yeah, extravehicular activity, EVA suit. I was close. I got the old iPad. You know, I love how practical and, you know, not super holographic and colorful the computer stuff is. You know, they really want to uh, not imitate, but, you know, simulate the the gritty feel while still being, you know, futuristic. But we're not going to have, you know, warp drive and photon torpedoes in 300 years like Star Trek says. This, this is way more realistic even getting to the belt and all the space stations and stuff in 300 years is is very optimistic but we see how you know how very fragile that is grunting yeah lacking the breathing alex is losing losing air again yeah, they're right. Look, they got the camera inside the mask. This is so hard to do because you got to actually put the camera in. They all have epoxia. About to run out of air. This is this is the expanse thing. This is the we're almost going to die constantly. And a couple people are. But you earn the survival because of the character drama. He's kicking it. He's kicking it. Holden is kicking it, and Amos is impressed. Amos is impressed. That's the thing. Because Naomi likes Holden, and Amos knows that, Holden is just a fucking truth-speaking badass. You know, Amos tries to resist, but, you know, as, as hardened and bitter and dark as Amos is, he has a sense of people. And if he likes you, he's going to be loyal. And he's last man standing, as they, they say all the time. 
He says, you know the people aren't dead if Amos is still alive. Because the only way you're going to get through to everyone is by going through Amos. And when he finds out there's genocidal bad guys, especially when it involves torturing or experimenting on girls and women, uh, they, they, they go dead. <laughs> uh, does he just... He just runs out of air. And Alex is right there. They're looking right at him. They lost the medic. So this is it. This is the Rosinante crew. There's five. Now there's four. And, uh... This is great storytelling. Oh! Oh. Medic's back. He will die. But it's great storytelling because, you know, they've focused the drama and the camera on the four that we're gonna, you know, is gonna be our family. Which doesn't necessarily mean, on first watching, that the medic gonna die, but it doesn't look good. Especially with... You know, how on the raggedy edge he is to just uh, uh, total panic, paralysis, Holden's passing out. Is he going to start dreaming about the lady again? Here's Earth looking all Starfleety. It might be San Francisco, too. Right, so this guy's the, this guy's the, the, the big corrupt guy in the UN that Avasarala doesn't see coming, and Bobby in the Rosinante crew has to save her ass when she thinks she's totally in charge. You're two heartbeats away from the government, right? Oh man, exposition here flowing like a a, a mountain stream. They just established that she's third in command. Yep. Yep. He is collaborating with Mars, is the thing. This is totally a manufactured war, which we see all the time. So he's collaborating with Mars. He's doing everything to throw her off the trail. And by, you know, questioning her suspicions of the OPA, which turn out a few seasons down to be completely true that their terrorist organizations are way worse than the OPA. They don't even know about with Marco and his people. Heaven help your enemies. Yep. Look how gorgeous she is. Man. Mars and the belt decide to share a toothbrush. God help us all. Look at him smiling back there. Just just pulling her strings. She's... The thing is, she has actually thought way past him. And when he, him getting removed from command, maybe next season or so, it will show that. But he's thinking in the mid-range, hoping to get rid of her before the long game that, that she's starting to smell uh, comes into play, if that makes sense. Here comes Holden coming up with ideas. So, so okay, so Naomi and Amos are the engineers slash mechanics. Holden it, it admits all the time that he's you know, technically the least talented. He's a leader, but he does come up with the plans and then his smart crewmates make it happen. Look at Naomi. Anyone need a back rub first? I forgot she was such a BA right off the bat. BA off the bat. Man, again, two thirds through. 
Love the 42 to 45 minute format. Mm, oh dang. Uh, they're blaming it on girlfriend. Holden's gonna lose it. Holden's really the reason. So, here's the thing about Naomi, is she's already BA. She's gonna be the exo of the Rosinante. She's gonna be his lover, but also his spiritual guide. She's tormented, but it's, again, not till the second half of the eight-book series that she goes to a new level of, you know, I mean, ultimately, she becomes the admiral of the good guys, even beyond Holden. She watches, she learns, you know, Holden's, Holden's a captain, you know, Holden's always going to be a captain of the ship and an inspirer. He's a, he turns to be a political leader. Naomi ends up having to be a political leader as well. But when it comes necessary for political action, action, she, she will t- take up the mantle, carry the cross. There's OPA. So again, you have big, long, multiple books to talk about the politics. They've already sold the OPA as either a terrorist organization, a perceived terrorist organization by the Mars and or Earth, or somewhere in between. Mm, he's still got the instincts. He may be a bitter old, confused, semi-drunk, lost soul, but he's still got the instinct, does Miller. Sort of, uh... Uh... Holmes, uh... What's what I'm looking for? Old, old man Holmes. Like, old man Logan. Old man Logan can barely see straight, but he still does the Wolverine stuff. Belter Loader. What is that? Hmm. Yep, here we go. I guess there's some sort of contraband... Must be making connections to Julie. Be smart. Yeah, right. These guys could be on anything. They might not even know that they're on stuff. Uh Uh-oh. Miller without the hat always looks weird. It looks naked. I don't think you guys can hear this with my noise cancelers. Uh, the, yeah, see, this kid's hurting himself. He's... This isn't Philip, is it? This isn't Naomi's son, I don't think, this early on. Might be. Filipito. Piss and vinegar. I mean, making Holden a straight-up 50-style PI using old-school American terms... It works for the the genre here. It works for the vibe. It works for uh, setting the mood. But he's also a guy at his age and his old schoolness who would you know know like dog and pony show and sayings like that. Gutter punks. 
but he doesn't really hate them the the way he sounds. He, he just wants them to get in the straight and narrow. Yeah, schools in session, see? Right. When you mess with the water, this is like the other guy who's going to flush. He's stopping, he's stopping the water hoarders. Uh-oh, prison barge. Do what you got to do. Never want to hear that. Uh-oh. Knife. Cuts. Yep. And stay, yeah, he's still trying to set these kids straight. He he has a good heart. Does Miller. Yeah, I think he's got a better heart in the show than he does in the... He's more complicated, but he's also maybe has a little bit better heart than he does in the book. And that's Thomas Jane. you got to give him the complexity. It's like the Punisher. You, you don't think you could possibly sympathize with Punisher. Especially, you know, you see him Daredevil season two, but then you see Punisher season one. And you're like, oh my god, he's the big softy when he's not murdering bad guys. Incident on shuttle to Luna. Oh, killed himself. He killed himself. Yeah. Hmm. Is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a lesson. I mean, Avasara Law turns out to be much more naive than you think. Just not in this way. But if you're going to give her her own storyline, you know, just like in season four, Bobby and Avasara Law aren't in book four, but they got to give Bobby and her stuff to do in all the seasons because, you know, they turn out to be the the A in the A1 list with these, these chokers uh, in terms of importance and you know, uh, book time. Because they can. Here's the Mars tension with Alex. He's a, he's a patriot. He loves Mars. Who gives a shit? Yeah, Amos look, looks right in front of him. You know, that's why him and Naomi get along. They're, 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 they're can-do people. Alex is, you know, a little bit of a coward at times. He's a little bit hesitant to make the big call because he's the pilot. And Holden's just, uh, they're smiling at each other. And Holden's just an idealist who it gets in his head. And that's one of Naomi's major jobs on top of everything else she does is grounding Holden as much as possible without robbing him of his idealism that turns out to be, you know, so important. No respect. No respect for for Mila. Uh, so, okay, so the Razorback is a racing ship uh, th- that the Maus had. Um, uh, it, you know, they, they would race just for fun. It's like drag racing. You know, they're rich and so forth. Okay, so that is Clarissa, who is... You know, Julie Mao is the, you know, deus ex machina of setting up the proto-molecule in the first season, going into two, but ultimately Clarissa down the road in the show and then further on in the books uh, actually turns out to be the, the, the 
way more important character and uh, driving force of of the narrative. Transmonologues. Miller's doing a good job of underselling the importance. Eight minutes. Man! Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Excuse me. So Miller has, you know, these invisible conversations coming up with Julie Mao. And so the beautiful, very talented Florence Favre, Favre, who who plays her, who, who's just stunning, um... Gets gets to do some really good work in the first few seasons. So was that Julie or was that her sister? It's important that actually not just you know because they're Asian, but it's important that Julie and Clarissa look similar because that actually becomes a plot point. New vectors. Uh, uh here comes the ship. Oh, is this? Is this already Fred Johnson? 80,000 clicks. That's 80,000 kilometers, which in this world is not a lot. I'll make it. Oh, are they headed straight for Tycho? Now, you know, Naomi is way more connected with the brass. She's not a terrorist, but she knows the OPA brass, including Fred Johnson. And there's one major plot thing. Where she kind of betrays the crew by giving Proto Molecule to Fred Johnson behind their back, and then they don't like her for a while. But in the book, they all sort of agree to give it to Fred. We just told them where we were. There's Amos is smiling. He loves danger. He, this is where he feels comfortable, and that's why you need him. Not just for muscle, and not just for loyalty, but to smile in the face of certain death. He's praying. He has a spiritual side. This is the thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Maglev transports. Now, that, again, you're going around the outside spinning part of the moon or the base to have some G's, some gravity. Havelchuk. Now, Havelchuk not only is older and more experienced... And, you know, kind of more of a buddy, uh, nose-to-the-ground guy uh, in uh, in the book. But he actually comes back in book four. It is a very important character who ends up working for the big bad guy, um, corporate bad guy, almost by, without realizing it in, in book four. And, you know, once he realizes how evil the guy is, he, he starts helping the kid guys. And is actually one of the more memorable characters in, uh, as I said, a book that I really enjoy, book four, but it's not my fave. People are hot to meet you, Julie. Oh, this is like a dating service for Julie Mao. Uh-oh. God is Thomas Jane good-looking. <laughs> That's the same, it's the same with the Burnthal, but even more, I mean, look how chiseled 
is is uh is Jane. It's weird that he doesn't get more roles. Here's the scapulae. There's Julie. I mean, how can you not fall in love with her? She's she's a rebel against richness. Look at those eyes. She's looking right in the screen. The sadness. The birthmark, right. She does, she's not vain. Mm. Turns out she's the loved one, not her sister Clarissa, and so she gets away with murder. Yeah, she didn't want it fixed. Badge of Defiance. Yeah, he's starting to figure her out. This is it. This is where he falls in love with her. Again, erotic love. Old school erotic or new school? She's looking right at him. Beautiful. Yeah, she can already sense that he's creeping on her in some weird way. She did. They're they're already communicating. I wonder how long it takes before that he starts dreaming her. Which of course, you know, starting I think end of season two or early season three, Dead Miller starts coming back and haunting slash helping maybe Holden. And it's a very very funny. It's like Baltar and and Head Six and in Battlestar. Don't know if he's real or not. What's going on? Oh, here's the... So they wait until the second episode. He's... This is why he spreads the message. Yeah. Should I smoke him? Say the word. They don't want to give away the information. So this is interesting. So, you know... Holden, Captain America Holden, which is coming, can't help but tell the truth and share to the public, no matter what. Here he thinks it's the right strategic move, but he's also furious. He most knows there's no way Naomi's gonna say yes to that. Reach one ship. So why did they want to stop him? They, I guess they think it was gonna work against them, he thinks it's gonna work for them. Their jammers were in range. Oh, Thomas Jane was in Boogie Nights. Totally forgot. Up, oh. big fucking ship. Is this Freddie J? Is this Cuddy? Oh man, look at that claw. That's pretty good CGI. Mm-hmm. The old uh, grab and pull tractor beam maneuver. Are they going to cut it right here? Not tell us. Yeah, I guess the OPA slash Fred Johnson's maybe unlikely ally who comes in with his own motives, like all political leaders. Thin red line. Great movie. Oh, sniper rifles. Oh, oh, the Martians find them. That's why they try and stop Holden. 
he, he ends up broadcasting to the people who fucking bombed them. Turns out not to be the case, though. You know, it, it, there's there's rogue Martians. I mean, that's the thing is they. <laughs> They set up things books in advance without it feeling like they're setting up things books in advance. The fact that there's rogue Martians in the military in large numbers high up, it builds and builds and builds and builds. It ends up becoming the clutch part of the second half of the eight books, and we're going to see it next season. You know, how much of the Mars military has their own agenda, has gone off the reservation, uh, more than the Martians know for sure, but certainly more than, uh, the, um, uh, than Earth knows. So there's Earth and the Martians, you know, working backdoor deals. There's Belters and Martians working backdoor deals. It's, it's crazy politics, but, you know, again, with a relatively limited amount of characters interacting, even with the intercutting, it really, I think, sells well. And, 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 you know, as I predicted on the rewatch, not only am I liking this war way more already, but it's, it makes way more sense. Um, uh, I'll talk at some point about my recommendations for the books. Like, if you start watching it and you really get into it, should you start reading the books while you're watching it? I have some thoughts about that, but thank you for joining me for episode two of season one of The Big Empty. It's a great Stone Temple Pilot song, and, uh, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to sleep. I'm going to take a break. Remember the Can't, which is one of the many great tracks on the soundtrack, is Remember the Can't. Um... And, uh, this is maybe the, the, the first of the, um, uh, heading towards building a family episode as they are a little bit safer than they think. I mean, maybe they're going to be prisoners for a while, but at least they're not, you know, rolling around in space with no oxygen, getting hit by debris in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it says, Holden and crew are taken prisoner, interrogated about Martian Navy flagship. The, oh, it's the Doniger, right. Uh, it's not long before they find themselves turning on each other. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny. Without ha- it, you, you watch shows like this, you know they're based on books, and some things just smell wrong, especially when you watch and see how close they get later. So even having not read the books at this point... It seemed like they were at each other's throats a little too long, considering how much of a love fest comes, and they have to, you know, the writers felt like they had to manipulate um, and, uh, you know, manufacture um, more and longer tension, hatred, distrust, um, mistrust than than was necessarily the case. and uh, I remember, you know, as cool as, as all the special effects are in space, I definitely remember loving the Miller stuff early on um, because it just felt true and real. And indeed, it's much closer. Um, let's put it this way. Miller's story, after the first episode, in the middle part of the season, Miller's story is much closer to uh, Miller's story in the books compared to uh, some of the stuff they put Holden and the crew through, but who cares? Two great episodes so far. Uh, episode three, remember the can't. Um, let's see. According to my watch, it is six oh seven in the morning, having not slept, and uh, six forty sunrise. So, I'll take a walk. I'm gonna listen to it, and I'll be back in business. I like to record this whole ten. It's only ten episodes. I like to record this all um, before. Wait, God, so it's Friday, 
Yeah, so tomorrow, so it's officially 18 hours till midnight, Saturday, April 5th, which is 4th, which is officially the 5th anniversary. So let me see if I can get you guys, um, if li- listening to this when it comes out, hopefully I get you guys in the week of the Bizzlecast 5th anniversary. Thanks so much for joining me. Be healthy, be safe, love each other, help Save humanity. Save the cheerleaders. Save the world. I can't believe I remember that. God, that show was bad. May the force be with you, but for now, the delirious Bizzle is temporarily out.